0: Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you, but then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps, and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello, friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous, I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast today. Sorry I missed last week, so I'm going to let you know where I was. I took a little mental health wellness trip for myself and i went to tampa florida all by my lonesome i booked a flight and jet set it away for a weekend of inspiration and motivation i really just needed to rejuvenate my spirit get myself excited and go and learn so i went to Hay houses i can do it conference in tampa florida what initially attracted me to the conference is one of my favorite podcasters and one of my favorite speakers was going to be there and her name was Mel Robbins you might have heard of her and if you haven't she has amazing videos she's all over instagram and she posts really great tips for life and strategies for success and all that all that good stuff and she also has a really good podcast and there were also a, a couple of other um authors that I'm familiar with and people that I follow them on either Instagram or listen to their podcasts like such as Gabby Bernstein and Brendan Bouchard. So while I was there, I just want to share a few of the big takeaways that I took from the conference. I'm not going to do a play-by-play of every speaker and you know everything they did. There were some moments, you know, that I just had to take note of. I had to scribble in my little book here and there were some moments that were just kind of like, you know what Oprah calls those aha moments. So I'm going to share that with you. But before I do that, I kind of want to take you back a little bit and I want to tell you a little story about how I got there. Not physically, but how I got myself there. So back in 20, I want to say 2013, I started my self-improvement journey. You know, it was the beginning of my real entry into active self-improvement because I'd always been, you know, the type of person to do the work on myself. Like I've been in counseling and therapy and I've done my share of, you know, speaking with psychologists and whoever. So I've always been the type of person to do work on myself. I even picked up my first self-help book when I was like 14 years old. I stole it from my Uncle Harry a long time ago. It was really good though. It was called How to Survive Unbearable Stress. But my real journey into active self-improvement was around 2013. And when I had discovered um, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life. And that book really, really spoke to me. And then it just kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of other authors. And then I picked up Deepak Chopra's the 7 Spiritual Laws of Success. It's just this tiny little book and it took me over a year to read because it it's so saturated with really like really good stuff and it's not the kind of book where you can just read the whole thing and then expect to just know. It's like you had to read it in portions or pieces or segments just so that you can take everything in. So I started getting really into the whole Self improvement world. So around 2015, I saw that Louise Hay was going to be at a conference in Florida, and I remember reading it and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, I would love to go. I would love to go to this conference and see her in person, and you know, learn from other people. The conference was in November, and it was kind of like mid to late November. So I remember looking at the date and thinking, oh, There's no way. There's just no way possible that I can ever get myself to Florida in November. It's just too close to Christmas. And I have, you know, so many kids. It would just be irresponsible for me to take money, you know, away from my Christmas shopping and, you know, take myself on a trip. So I put it out of my mind and just went on with life. But I had been planning a trip to Florida. I was planning to take all of my kids to Florida and I had 7 of them at the time. I've 8 now, but at the time we had 7 my husband and I. So we were planning on taking all of our kids to Florida. We were working on booking a trip. We were hoping that we would go sometime in March, you know, spring break, and we'd been working with a travel agent. And for whatever reason the dates kept changing and they kept on getting pushed back and pushed back. I think she was, you know, coming across better deals and showing us better deals so what ended up happening is our trip ended up getting moved to november and the week before we were getting ready to leave i had seen a pop-up again for this conference with louise hay and i looked at the date and by some miracle louise you know we were going to be in florida on the exact day that louise hay was going to be there for that conference that I thought was impossible for me to attend, you know, and I got so excited. I was like, "Oh, maybe I can go, you know, like, it's like the universe kind of just rearranged itself to help me make this possible. But we did go to Florida, and I didn't go. And I know that that may sound like crazy. Like why, why wouldn't you have gone? Like you had every opportunity and you were able to go. But in reality, when you think about it, you know, that was me and my husband's first real big trip with all of our kids like that. And it would have been irresponsible of me to leave my husband, you know, in charge of seven kids, for the day in Florida with no prior experience in, you know, just ram wrangling up all of our kids and herding them around a Disney park. So at the end of the day I knew that, you know, I wouldn't be able to go. We only had four days in Disney and we just had to make the most of our trip. And I I needed to be there for my kids and I needed to be there for my husband. But I was really excited. You know what really made me happy was just knowing that it was a possibility and, you know, anything is possible because that's something that I thought, oh, it could never happen, but it could have. So fast forward, you know, a couple of years later, one of my other, you know, um, self-help gurus is in Edmonton. So Wayne Dyer is in Edmonton. And I looked at the prices and I checked the airfare and I was like humming and hawing over booking myself. A flight and buy myself the ticket, and you know what? I didn't do it as much as I wanted to. I didn't book the ticket, and then about a week before, I was like, "Screw it! I'm just gonna go." And I try to get a ticket. They were completely sold out. I try to look all over, you know, like ticket resale places and Kijiji, and I couldn't find a ticket. And you know, I was just kind of mad at myself, and I knew I could have tried harder. Like. I I knew I really wanted to go and I, and I didn't try hard enough. And, you know, unfortunately not long after, like maybe even just within the year, Wayne Dyer passed away and so did Louise Hay. And that was it. That was my last chance to have ever seen either of them. And I paused on both of those opportunities. So when this next opportunity came, and when I saw that, you know, some of my favorite podcasters and my favorite speakers were going to be there, it was like without hesitation. I booked myself a pass. I booked the flights and I just, you know, I said, I'm going, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this for myself. And it couldn't have come at a better time because it it came at a time where I just really, really needed to go and do something for myself because I work in the type of work where I give so much of myself to others, and I really, really needed something for me. First night I was there, Um, our, our very first speaker of the evening was Mel Robbins, my favorite. I almost thought I was going to be late. Story of my life. But I wasn't. I got there just in time, and she spoke for a full hour and a half. And, you know, I, I took notes on everybody that I watched, and she was the only person that I didn't take notes while watching, because for the full hour and a half, she had fully captured my attention. There wasn't a time where I felt my mind wander, and I wasn't completely engrossed in everything she had to say. So I'm not going to talk about you know the things that she spoke about, but I just want to just send the message out there if you haven't heard Mel Robbins speak you know check her out um on her podcast the Mel Robbins podcast or you know check out one of her her videos because she's just amazing and she has so much good information good tips good strategies for everybody and she tells it like it is that's the best thing about her she's so down to earth and she's so real um so uh one of the other speakers that I do want to mention is Brendan Bouchard so he talked about what he believes are the four human desires. And he believes that, you know, every human being wants to feel alive. They want to have meaningful pursuits. They want to have connection with others and they want to have growth. And when he was talking about aliveness, you know, he mentioned three questions and those questions are, did I live? Did I love? And did I matter? And he really stressed that you know we're put on this earth to feel alive and to feel like we matter. and he said that we all strive for connection, you know connection with our pursuits, connection with other people, connection to anything that we're doing, and you know, and that we're all human and we all desire um connection and knowing that we matter to others, and you know we might say that, oh, I don't care what other people think. But in reality, we're all human and, you know, we do care how we matter to the people that we love. And then he talked about meaningful pursuits. So what that means is like your purpose and your passion and how everybody desires to have something meaningful in their lives. You know, we weren't put here to just work the humdrum nine to five jobs because those are just our jobs. But when we have jobs like our dream jobs or jobs that um, infuse our, our purpose and our passion, then those things ignite our soul. And those are meaningful pursuits. And the last desire that he talked about was growth. And, you know, we're all on a quest, you know, to grow as better human beings, you know, grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally. To become our best selves and ultimately to live our best life so another speaker that really really spoke to me was gabby bernstein you know i really connected with her because she really spoke to the individual she reminded us all to be a champion for ourselves because we're always trying to be the champion for everyone else we're always trying to help others we're always trying to make life easier for others We're always trying to tiptoe around others so that we don't provide any type of inconvenience to somebody else. And sometimes we need to just do those things for ourselves. Like maybe we shouldn't let people inconvenience us. Maybe we shouldn't allow ourselves to be in places that don't make us feel comfortable. Stay in places that don't make us feel safe. Put up with things that we've put up with for just far too long but one of the really big takeaways that i took from gabby was she said if you want what they have do what they do so i'll say that again if you want what they have do what they do so if you're somebody who is watching you know other people's lives on you know social media and you're watching people post tiktoks or instagram stories And you're watching them traveling around or making videos, um, making vulnerable posts or making inspiring posts. Or you see people at award shows or mingling with others and, you know, living a life that not that you're jealous of, but that you envy and that you wish you could be doing more of those things. And she said, if anybody ever finds themselves, you know, doing that and, you know, you're just an observer, you're just a spectator. But you're not actually taking um a lot of action in your own life. And and if you're finding yourself wanting those things for yourself, then if you want what they have, then do what they do. So step out of your comfort zone. You know, make those posts, make those videos, attend award shows or galas. You know, I used to attend those things all of the time. And I had no business being in a lot of those places. Like I don't know, I think I might have mentioned this before, but I would go to the Aboriginal People's Choice Awards and I would get all dressed up, acting like, you know, I belong there. And meanwhile, I knew nobody and I would go just because I wanted to be in that space or I would go to the Junos and again, get all dressed up and, you know, pretend that I was being celebrated. You know, that's how dressed up I would get to go do these things. And you know, just because I wanted to be in the in the energy of that environment. And I really needed that reminder to be brave and be courageous and to really go after the life that I want. And the last person I just want to talk about was Jim Quick. This one was a real surprise to me because I'd never heard of Jim Quick before. And I almost didn't even, um, you know, make it in time for his presentation. I was like kind of making my taking my time making my way down there looking at the vendors and stuff and you know didn't really care if I'd gotten a good seat just I didn't know if I was going to be interested in in his topics because it was about speed reading but really well that's what they said it was about speed reading but it was so much more than that like I took so much from him as soon as I got out of there or I probably wasn't even out of there yet, and I had already downloaded his book *Limitless* on Audible. I'm halfway through it already, and it's just—it's just amazing. But I'm gonna tell you about Jim Quick. He is the master of mnemonics and life lessons, little life analogies, and little you know, quirky quotes and stuff. So some of the ones that he said was, "When your body moves, your mind grooves." So basically what he meant by that was, you know, when you move your body, when you can and especially get into the habit of consistently moving your body, it's like your mind comes alive and your creativity flows. And, you know, he talks about exercise being the number one, well, exercise in water being the number one asset for, for creativity. He also said that a lie is L-I-E is a limited idea entertained and that we lie to ourselves all the time when we say, I can't, I don't know how, it's too hard, I'll never be able to do this. And what we're doing is we're entertaining our limitations and those limitations aren't even limitations at all. It's just the idea of, of our, of our limits. And then he alluded to Ford's analogy believe you can't and you won't believe you can and you will and he had so many like just really clever analogies like he said you know the word listen if you were to take all the letters of the word listen and jumble them up what is the other word that they spell and that other word is silent so when you're listening to someone you need to remain silent even in your mind Like your mind shouldn't be alive with, oh, this is what I want to say. This is how I want to answer or this is what I need to say about myself. You know, when we're really listening, when we're actively listening, we're just taking in everything that that person is saying to us and we're feeling everything that that person is saying to us. And if we have some, you know, intruding thoughts that are coming up and we don't have a chance to say them, it's okay you know, we have to let them go. And when that person is done talking, if those thoughts are still there, then we say them. And if not, then we talk about something else. And that's, you know, just uh, a process of effective, good, effective communication. That one took me a long time to learn. You know, I used to be the type of person to just jump in with what I was thinking or how I felt or my story. And I never used to listen to people. And I really, really had to practice actively listening. To someone. You know that analogy that people always say, I'll believe that when I see it, you know, and people need to see things in order to believe. Like, I'm like that. I still am hanging on to this whole idea that, you know, Sasquatch doesn't exist or aliens d- don't exist because I personally have not seen them yet. And I'm like tr- still trying to be a skeptic, like, oh, I don't know, just because I haven't seen it. But realistically, like, how can humans be the only people or the only living beings on this whole planet like that's just naive of me but that's a whole other topic so he talks about us saying you know i'll i'll believe that when i see it and he says we need to turn that around and say to ourselves i'll see it when i believe it you know meaning that you don't have to see everything. You just have to believe that those things are coming. You have to believe that those things are yours. You have to believe that you can accomplish these things and then you'll see them. Then they'll be in your reality. Then they'll belong to you. You know, we don't always have to see everything right in front of us. We just have to believe that they exist. And, you know, I did that for myself, most notably for me when I was writing my book. Seems so far away. So so far away sometimes. But I just hung on to that belief that it could be real someday. And he talked about like so many things. Like I have a whole few pages dedicated to all of the things he said. So but the um the last thing I wanna say is because I could keep talking about him all day and then I've just picked up even more things from his book. But the last thing I wanna leave you with is You know, he talks about us, we always make to-do lists. We're the kind of people, like we, you know, we make a to-do list, whether it's, you know, we write it down or whether it's a mental to-do list, but we we like our to-do lists. And to-do lists are great. I make them all the time. But what he said, what we need to do, especially when we wake up, is we need to create a to-feel list. And I never really thought about that before. You know, he said, when we wake up, we need to make a list of how do I want to feel today? Do I want to feel inspired? Do I want to feel happy? Do I want to feel excited? Do I want to laugh? Do I want to feel love? Do I want to feel joy? And, you know, we need to put all of those on our lists on a daily basis and just wake up and strive to strive to feel all those things. Like, wouldn't that be amazing if we could all create to feel lists wow like Jim Quick was so amazing um and you know what I'm just going to sneak one more in there he also said don't wait for a better life to feel grateful be grateful and live a better life and that I know to be true I found gratitude and began implementing gratitude into my life on a daily basis a few years ago and my life has never been the same just living in the state of gratitude, it just allows for you to have so much more peace in your life and to feel happy and grateful on a daily basis. It just really enhances the quality of your life. And if you want some help with that, uh, go back and listen to episode 14 of the Driving Well Indigenous podcast. I do a whole podcast dedicated to gratitude. So those are the ones that I, I really wanted to share there were so many other great speakers. It was just nonstop, two and a half days, you know, jam-packed from like 7.30 in the morning till 10 at night. Um, Just listening to speakers, being motivated, being inspired. You know, I took a lot of really personal, personal messages from some of the speakers. I had a chance to talk with some of the speakers afterwards and ask, you know, ask for some advice, ask for some guidance you know, I'm going through a really big transition in my life right now. I'm I'm moving away from my day job into, you know, full-time entrepreneurship. It's like a really, really big step for me. And I was so fortunate to have had some conversations with people um, such as Nancy Levin, who wrote a great book. It's called Jump and Your Life Will Appear. And another person, his name is Humble the Poet. Um, I was so fortunate to have a conversation with him after his talk because he is from Canada and he's also you know considered like a a minority group and I felt that I could really connect with him and he was able to give me a lot of advice on how to feel safe and supported in the choices that i'm making for myself so it was it's so great if um if you ever have an opportunity to go to a motivational event do it for your mental health do it for your wellness do it for yourself you know this is one of the main reasons that i created driving Well indigenous the live event is to allow people to have these opportunities to feel rejuvenated and, you know, have their spirit awakened. And it's also an opportunity to hear from professionals and to hear from people that have, you know, been in certain situations and have overcome certain situations and are able to share all of their tips and their strategies, their techniques, and, you know, basically to help us so that we don't have to face those same blocks. I was also able to get the push that I needed to jump into the planning of this year's Driving Well Indigenous. So right now I'm actively seeking out speakers. So if you know of any good speakers, you know, drop me a line, hello at jillfeatherstone.com, put speaker in the title and send me a line, give me a little nudge and show me who I should be looking for. Because I want to bring the best possible speakers to you, so that we can have our day of motivation and inspiration once a year. So in the meantime, be on the lookout um, on my social media posts and stuff for any announcements that I have regarding the event. I'm still have a meeting to solidify the date next week, and I'm gonna start looking for speakers and start the next stage of planning. So have a great day, everyone. And I really, really, really hope that you take something from this podcast today and, you know, check out some of the speakers that I mentioned, watch their videos. You know, they're, they're amazing and they just want to help. So have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. Bye for now.